I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Minute Podcast. As you probably know by now, this is the podcast where John and I discuss a listener-supplied minute of content, either from a television show or a movie that we're not at all familiar with, and we try to figure out what's happening and come to our own conclusions about how we got here and uh, what's going to happen next in the episode. John, what are we looking at today? So uh, this week we're watching episode uh, 6 of season four of Silicon Valley. So that's uh, Silicon Valley season four, episode six would be the way a normal human would say that. And <laughs> uh, we're 25 minutes in. So we're the 25th minute of uh, of this episode. Uh, so yeah. Excellent. And this episode is brought to you by Evolution. Millions of years of improvement in the human species leading to this very podcast. Visit your local Anglican bishop for more information today. All right. So... What I want to go over is like what our current level of understanding is for the thing we're watching. Uh, my my personal level of understanding is I think I watched like at most four episodes of this show uh, mm-hmm. when I had HBO, which was about three years ago, okay. and they were the first three or four episodes. So I, I have very little understanding of what's happening anymore. All of the characters are familiar looking and I, you know... I'm a nerd. I follow, you know, nerd news, so to speak. So I'm familiar with it in a generic sense. Uh, like, I think that there's some VR stuff happening in this season, but that is completely irrelevant to what what's actually going on in the scene. Okay. As usual, it sounds like my level of understanding is a little bit lower than yours, John. I've seen <laughs> small snips of several episodes um, when other people have been watching them in the room. So again, I also like you recognize some of the characters, but did not remember any of their names, so pretty low level for me. That's pretty good. I think it'll be all right. So just to give a quick uh, introduction to the scene we're going to be discussing, uh, the scene opens on what appears to be two men standing in a very messy living room having some sort of dispute. I think and there's... Ju- isn't there hmm. three men? There is, but I don't think you can see the third man uh, oh, until when it somewhat opens. later in the minute. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I spoiled, I spoiled the fun. <laughs> I mean, no one's going to go back and look. I think we're okay. Okay. Great. So, John, I think uh, it would actually be great this episode if we did a reading from the script. All right. So, um, for this script, I'm going to be uh, playing... There's there's uh, four characters, and I'm going to be playing the first character's part, uh, Kamel Nanjiani's uh, character. And, Paul, if you would take uh, Martin Starr's part. That sounds uh, good. Sure. In this scene. All right. Uh whew. Gotta get ready. Okay. But there's Gotta also two my... other characters we're playing, John. I'll be the straightforward woman, and you'll be the sprint commercial guy. Oh, yeah. I Spoilers. But yes, there's two other characters. I'm going to be sprint commercial guy. Yeah. Straightforward woman. Excellent. Okay. Great. I got to get back in. Great, Paul. You interrupted me in my process. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's my fault. I know you're you're a method script podcast reader. Uh, yes. So, yep. Yes. It's uh, something I've developed over the past four other podcasts that we've recorded. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yes, my phone may be in the toilet, but I win. 
No, you don't, because you'll never know what was on there, and that will slowly drive you down a dark path and torment you, so that every fiber... Nah-ah. I win. I win. I win. I win. I win! Shut up, Jared. <sighs> Last night. <laughs> yeah. Last night was... Bad. Bad. It was bad. Bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah, it was such a bad thing to have done. The worst sex I've ever had by... by far. Uh, oh, so it was... it was bad for you, too. Yeah, I mean, it was just... it was just all elbows. I mean, how many times did our teeth clink? Uh, too many. And Scene. That was good. That was good. I think that was the that was the most. Uh, I don't know. Strangely over the top in comparison to uh, what was it? The uh, Donkey Kong Country episode, <laughs> which yeah, which probably probably was was inherently more over the top. Well, it would have been if I had been singing, but we we decided not to go that oh, route. God, I next time. Next time, yeah. So, um, as we sort of hinted to a little bit in the way we introduced the characters, there's. There's really two scenes at work here. We have the first scene in which Kumail and Martin are uh, having their discussion. And then we have a second scene. It fades to black in the middle where uh, sprint commercial guy and straightforward woman start talking. So, John, why don't we start uh, talking a little bit about the first scene? All right. Well, I think I feel a little guilty because doing the script and stuff, the woman was literally the only uh, actor that I could not recognize like right off the bat mm. and sprint commercial guy i don't know i think he's all right he's kind of like mayonnaise to me a little bit a little bit uh, like a, like an old young michael sarah yeah an old young michael sarah exactly yeah. like everybody has reference to um well no like, he's, he he looks the way that i thought young michael sarah was going to have aged before uh, it happened ah i see i see instead of becoming like like a uh is a John Waters type figure. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, that, that's mostly the about, mustache. About though, thirty right? years earlier than than he should have been. Yeah, that's uh, definitely true. Yeah, uh, but Kamel and Martin, uh, I love. They're both hilarious and mm. and great. Uh, and in the two scenes, I, I think that the first scene, it's important to point out that there is a third character standing in the in the room. Uh, he's also familiar. Lanky guy would probably be the name I'd give him. Uh, although I I think. Could probably recognize him from some other show. Uh, I, I was going to call him God Damn It Jared because oh, okay. it, it's, it's the sense that I had. But either way, like uh, like from Lebowski, um, I mean, pretty much, yeah, yeah. So uh, and that's that's the Jared, the titular Jared of the scene, mm -hmm. uh, the first scene, uh, and uh, and yeah. So we're in media res <laughs> at this minute. <laughs> uh, something to do with the phone and something to do with not knowing what's on it. So, uh, I, I'm not really sure where do you think, like, what do you think is on this phone or like, what's the, what's the well, conflict going on here? Th that's one of the real questions here. I mean, there's something on his phone that he wants to not look at so badly that he's thrown his phone into a toilet. He's drowned his phone. And be before we even look at what might've been on the phone, it, the question that I ask is logistically, like what could have been on his phone that drowning the phone would have gotten rid of, but that he would then not have been able to access from another device at a different time. Yeah. I mean, 
it's it's hard to answer because like these guys are i mean the to- the show is called um silicon valley right so i feel like a lot of these people are probably tech savvy and well, that's the thing I, I would have assumed it was an email with an attachment he didn't want to read or someone yeah. had sent him a link he didn't want to open so like great defiantly ruin your phone but or okay so like maybe a thought okay it's a photo that he took while in an altered state somehow like he was drunk or mm. something like that of something shameful or uh something somebody else did as as document and he's forgotten about it and in order to completely erase it from all knowledge mm-hmm. uh he destroyed his phone knowing that there was simply something on it that he would be ashamed of i don't know if he would have responded quite as dramatically then about like, saying he's won i mean do do you win by deleting a photo i don't know that no one else has seen i mean if it's a photo of like somebody else's high score in skee-ball i got very specific okay i i don't i don't, I don't know well I'm not, <laughs> i mean yeah, it could also just be like uh maybe his phone was doing something that destroying it would mean that it would keep it from doing that thing he didn't want like it's possible maybe it was sending out shameful photos I feel like I'm stuck in this photo whirlpool thing. Well, I, I thought photos was something that could have could have happened here. It could have also been um, like a job offer letter from a competitive company because I know that like, they all work for the same company or something on this show, oh, some sort of startup scenario. So it could be that. But but in all of the cases we've talked about, I don't think it really addresses the fact that you could access that information later from another device. All right. Well, let's see if we can look elsewhere uh, okay. to to figure out, to to you know peel this onion. Mm. Uh, we know that we have this Jared character who who other than being lanky and some guy, mm. uh, and apparently you know controversial figure in the scene, uh, he did look a little beat up, right? He did. Did you think that was like a a handprint on his face? I couldn't tell exactly. I didn't watch it too many times, but I thought it might have been a solid handprint as opposed to huh. just a bruise. That would that would that would definitely hint at a specific kind of wounding. It's true. Uh, you know, like if you've got a bruise on your face, it's probably like you're punched. But mm. handprints like a specific kind of like trespass. That's like, true. You were you were violating someone's privacy or something, right? I think that's true. So who do you think hit Jared then? In either case, was uh, it Kumail? I think it was Kumail. I think uh, it probably was also. I think he was probably trying to get Kumail to look at whatever it was on the phone, and he just slapped him right across the face. Plus, Martin Starr just seems like the kind of guy who would not, like, have the energy to physically slap someone. Yeah. Uh, Like, just, like, within, like, the chemistry of his body. I'm not sure he's, like, physically able to move and react that quickly. Uh, So yep. it would be more like, his smacks would be more, like, acerbic tongue lashings. I think that's probably true. Now, did you get the sense that Jared deserved it, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he probably did. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, I don't know what exactly happened, but Jared definitely deserved it. No, whoever the photographer was for the show definitely just wanted us to just hate Jared in that one second shot that we had of him. And they succeeded. It was a very effective shot. He's a jerk. 
He seems I'm, to be. I mean, I'm at this point. I'm just like it's probably Jared's fault. God damn it, Jared. Yeah. It doesn't help that he's like got the same like name as the subway guy. I'm not like against all Jareds, but are you are you insinuating that this Jared may be a pedophile, John? No, I'm just insinuating. John, that. that's a wild accusation. <laughs> I don't know where you're coming from. I just mean I'm not particularly I'm not particularly keen on Jareds right this second. <laughs> okay, I mean that's fair. That's fair. I mean, uh, I mean, like like you know, each their own. But uh, you should have changed your name. It's just what I'm saying. He could have done. He definitely could have done. Definitely. Did you get anything else interesting from the first scene? So, I mean, I I just liked the acting of it. I thought it was fun. I yeah. thought um, uh, Martin uh, Starr sort of, like, leaning into the drama uh, of, like, you'll never know what's on this phone. And then Kumail just being like, nope. don't care going to completely reject the sort of like ambiance that he's trying to lay down with the this ominous uh you know this ominous dark path that's going to torment him Um, which which is very interesting in the scene but does not do anything i don't think to tell us what the hell was on his no no it doesn't although i do wonder if it comes back like is this like the actual end of the conflict and if so i think that's pretty funny and if not i mean it depends on what the conflict is then well, that's true. Do you think the conflict has anything to do with what's happening in the next scene? <laughs> I, I, I hope not. I'm not really sure. Like, I mean, they suppose it could be pictures of uh, of the Sprint guy. And I have a just, theory that it, a it is the, to, <laughs> it's the Sprint guy's sex tape. I'm I'm pretty sure it's sex tape. Sex tape of the Sprint guy and the straightforward woman and the straightforward woman that would yeah. be uh, an extreme violation of privacy you know it probably would and jared i mean god damn it yeah it's probably his fault see yeah. this is where i'm coming from paul i think you i think you're coming to my side on this yeah, jared, I think you're, you're definitely jared right he, he's he's the worst so looking at what we see in the next scene though it seems to me that the sprint commercial guy thought the sex was awesome and yes. the straightforward woman definitely disagreed I mean, he comes in, they're both smiling at each other with, like, these big, lit-up, like, actor smiles. Mm. And then, like, it just, like, goes away. Like, it's it's just, like, you can see his, like, as as they're ta- discussing the last night. Oh, man, right? It was bad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, of course. And then I love, uh, so I think it's just good script writing. Like, I love the idea of mentioning elbows and teeth clinking as, like, big mm-hmm. turnoffs during sex. Like, I think that those are so evocative of, like, just motion and, like, a certain type of awkwardness that can obviously come from, like, this gawky actor uh, that, yeah. like, you know. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think that's true. Now, b- before and we sounds, talk, the, the sound the of sounds, teeth clinking. That it's it's visceral, and I don't like it. It makes <laughs> no. me uncomfortable. Uh. So, so do you think that uh, Sprint guy came to her very generic office block in order to have this discussion, or do they like do they work together there? I think they work together because I did get sort of an insinuation that when mm. he heard her say "bad," she he thought he she meant like morally bad that they were sleeping oh, together. Oh, I see. Yeah, rather than objectively poor, poor quality or poor <laughs> poor, poor performance. Poor performance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I I feel like I feel like I feel bad for him. 
not a lot, but I feel bad because there was this sort of like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, I guess I got to deal with this other scenario that I have thought of in my head, but was hoping wasn't going to be part of this. He like literally did not think that they could have like that this was the avenue she was going to go down that the quality of their sex was actually bad and you can see this in his actions because it's like yeah he, he comes into the office thinking how's she gonna react is it gonna be like yeah you know i love you smooch smooch or is it gonna be like we shouldn't do this this is morally wrong he never came in here thinking like what if she just didn't like <laughs> anything that happened last night like just straight well, up an uneventful evening for her I'm not sure that I agree, John, just because he pretty seamlessly transitions into the cover of, oh, oh yeah, it was bad. So, so I don't know. I mean, did you think that was a pretty effective cover that he did? Or did you think it was obvious to everyone in the hallway who I was think, listening in? I think that uh, I don't I can't, I can't tell. I mean, it's obvious to us True. Uh, as the semi omniscient viewer or whatever. Mm hmm. Please don't email me in. I, I don't want to figure out what, <laughs> what 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 form of like observer uh, observer perspective that we're in right now. But mm. uh, the um, I think she bought it though. I think I like she where, seemed to. Well, yeah. well, my question is like, where do you think this is going next? Like, what do you think? Like, is it well? I guess you know we tried and it's over, and you know, see you around yeah. the office. Or is I, I'm like, pretty sure that they will have sex again, but but before but, we jump into that, I I wanted to talk about John, how crushing it must be to be told that you're the worst at anything by far that anyone's <laughs> ever experienced. So, yeah, you know, cr crushing to hear it about sex, definitely. But not just not just anything, but like a basic human like endeavor, like like you know a a, mm. a form of activity in which like you know. As we discussed with the evolution ad, uh, you know, is a basic form of, of human reproduction. And the idea that you're the worst ever most likely hints at you being like a pretty poor performer. Well, I think that's true. And It'd be like the worst at breathing, except not nearly that bad, but pretty up there. Well, I, I was trying to think how crushing would it be if someone told me I was by far the worst they'd ever seen at anything else? Like if someone told me I was the worst cook they'd ever experienced i would think i mean i would be crushed that'd be horrible but even if someone said i was like the worst at running what about I, what about the you know, worst at washing cars would you feel bad about that if someone told me i was bad at washing cars or anything that i consider kind of mundane like that i wouldn't be crushed but if someone told me i was the worst by far they'd ever seen or experienced at it I don't know. I assume that people have a pretty wide, um, pretty wide sample, pretty large sample size for that. I mean, really? The car washing. washing anyway. Car washing? I yeah. mean, how do you look in a bikini, Paul? I mean, better than, I was trying to pick someone from the scene to name, but I, I don't have a good, better than Jared. Fuck better Jared. than Jared. <laughs> Fuck Jared. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, I feel like you're, you're inherently going to be in, like, the negative categories there. Because, like, car washing mm -hmm. in general, you're never like unless you seriously get down there and and you're like scrubbing with a brush and stuff like that. You know, I feel like it's a it's a it's a more like experiential experience. And sure. I feel like at the end of the day, like we probably both really suck at car washing. But I don't think we would ever be the worst by far at it. I guess you're right. No. You've 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 convinced me. 
I'm not. Episodes I'm not over. The, I went. I'm not the worst ever at car washing, except for I've never actually washed a car, at least Ooh, not since I was like then, 10. <laughs> well, you you were probably better then when uh, you were yeah, 10 then, than then you were. I would be now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was thinking now. then like a six year old would be. So I don't know. They can get under the chassis pretty easily. They won't it's be true, but they but they can't reach the top. I was a, I was a pretty big six year old though, so was, <laughs> maybe maybe I just I'd be phys- yeah. But like, who cares about the top of the car? I feel like I feel like what you really care about is like you know making sure that the car is like ready for anything. That you get all that all that grease and grut and road sand and salt off the bottom of it. Why are we in depth talking about car washing? Where did I where I, like, I was trying I, to decide if you were still talking about sex, but I'm pretty us, sure you us, were not. When no, you said was, getting the salt off of it, I'm like, wait, what? I'm I'm literally just talking about car washing at this point. I'm not sure this is a is a good endeavor. Uh all right, so about the <laughs> scene. Uh <laughs> I'm okay, not really so, sure where where to go from here, Paul. Why don't you? John, take I, I think from here we have to we have to make a little bit of a jump to get away from that. Uh, uh-huh. What? How do you think they got? I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but what do you think led up to these scenes? Hmm. <clears throat> well, I believe that um, the couple they had sex before the scene. True. Um, and they most likely, as far as I can tell, did not wake up in the same place. So maybe like like a one night stand sort of thing. Okay. And then somebody left in the middle of the night because of some reason. Mhm. And yeah, I think that's it. What do you think? <laughs> I think you're probably actually right. I was trying to justify to myself a theory about them having sex at the office, but mm. nothing about the scene really seems to indicate that. I feel like the thing that would come up during the first second of it is like that was bad, and I can't believe we did in the office. Or one, or, yeah. or he would be like, "Well, that's because we did in the office. Like, if if we if we were in like you know my my area of expertise, then you know maybe maybe you know Which maybe is, maybe is my cars? performance would be better. What's, yes, what's cars. Okay, car washing good, good. specifically. I see. Got to save some <laughs> some some. Uh, Got to save some uh, community rec centers from an evil. Never mind. This By having sex go. in a car. No, no. Okay. Uh, so I, I think we're probably in agreement about that. For the phone situation, though, what I think happened is he probably got some sort of job offer and uh, had an email attachment with like his salary and stuff, and he didn't want to be tempted by it. So he threw it in the toilet after fighting Jared about it, is my theory. <laughs> didn't want to be tempted yep. by the salacious job offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that makes sense. The show is very, like, focused on Silicon Valley and jobs and job offers. Although a lot of it is also just, like, sticking it to the man and and doing your own thing and trying to get that VC money, man. Venture capital. Oh, okay. Yeah, except venture capital, of course, being the actual man and that's sort of, like, the the whole, like, catch-22 of the, the show, as far as I can tell. So what what I'm kind of wondering with this is like, do you think I want to get back to what happens to the couple after mm-hmm. this conversation? Like, do you think that this is like it or do you think they're they're going to continue on? I mean, you said that you think they're going to have sex again. And mm-hmm. I guess, you know, like, you know, best two out of three. Yeah, my theory is that 
almost immediately after the end of the minute we watch, there's a smash cut to them having sex again. Ah. And my theory is that... Spoiled. Well, I don't know if it's true or not. Hand in your other half of the the badge, Paul. (laughs) And the other half of the gun. Because we only... Yes. Exactly. Because, of course, we, we had to... We can only get one. iTunes only gives one. So... You think one of us could have had the badge and the other one the gun and it's still... No. Any, anyway, not important. No. I have I have the muzzle. <laughs> it is loaded, but only with half of a bullet. In the muzzle? Anyway, that's yeah. not how guns work. But the... Uh, so I, I think the smash cut to them having sex again. And then I think that Sprint guy will think the sex was bad. And he'll like just never talk to her again. But I think there's a chance she will have thought the sex was better. So I think he's mm. going to blow it because he seems like a perpetual loser type and like screwing himself over. So I think he'll <laughs> probably he'll probably do very well in the second round, but then assume it was bad and never never call her again. <clears throat> what, what's your theory though? So I think that there's this other side of this like trope mm. that is uh like a couple that has sex and then it's bad and then it's bad again. But then there's, like, some sort of catalyst. And I feel like this hasn't been the catalyst. I feel like it literally is best two out of three. Like, the, okay. the, the first two times they're going to be like, yeah, never mind. We're, we're not meant to be. And then one of them solves, I don't know, the air filter problem in Apollo 13. And, mm. and uh, you know, bam, sex, just like in Apollo 13. Isn't that what those engineers did right after that scene? <laughs> So you're saying that she will see him washing his car in the parking lot after the second time, and that'll just really I feel like spark got, something, and that's how it fixes it. I think I think it's got to be a mutual thing because because okay. I, I feel like the show I know very little about the show, but I feel like it's at least a little woke. So I feel like I feel like it's got to be some sort of like teamwork thing, like something that they both do together that ends up creating like. A good scenario. At least that's where I hope it goes. That's my 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 OTP uh, of this specific couple that I know nothing about. <laughs> well, it's it's at least equally as plausible as is my theory. So, do you have a theory for what happens next for the first half of the scene? Then, I mean, my theory is that Kumail will later realize that he can actually just go on his computer and look at his Gmail as some <laughs> sort of like light comedy. But yeah, uh, I hope. That that is literally just the end of that conflict, because I, I kind of like I kind of like an idea that you can just destroy your phone and it solves the problem somehow. Yeah. Like I, the spark within me that wishes I could just destroy my phone and never have to rely on it again and just like be a capable human being without it, mm-hmm. or at least perceive myself as a capable human being without it, uh, just makes me think like you know yeah man blow up the phone or put in the toilet, you know, metaphorically blow it up <laughs> in your mind. Mind violence is yeah. very endemic to and this also because podcast. I, I think in terms of like a, co- a comedic beat, I think that mm. that would be hilarious or no, that, that's true. It would definitely be funny. Yeah. And, and Jared, uh, I don't know, dies, dies? in a, dies in a, like a, like a, a final destination esque like uh you know pieces of wood fly off the back of a truck and through his face or something i i mean that's what i hope 
it sounds like that's what he deserves. Yeah, but um, I'm pretty we'll, sure. we'll have to we'll have to find a someone who's seen the you know full series and actually get their take on it because I'm interested to see how Jared dies. So can you give us then, John, a summary of what you think the show is about for the listener? I mean, we both know more or less what the show's actually about. So if you can be either more specific or maybe somehow more interpretive. Um, I feel like the show is about uh, people having their expectations destroyed. Like, I think that this is a show about people who have, like, high expectations or, or like, you know, inflated expectations for how things are going to work out, only to find out that, in reality, uh, destroying your phone uh, can solve your problems. Hmm. And, uh, you know, you you probably aren't the greatest at sex, and you quite possibly could be the worst ever. That's where, that's where, what I think the show is about. What do you think the show is about, Paul? I think it's it's really a show about characters navigating a an exciting world that none of them are equipped to handle, but but in specific different ways for each character. Like so car- career wise, I think Kumail cannot handle it because he deleted, or you know whatever he had on his phone. My theory is some sort of job offer. Uh, and then sex wise for Sprint guy, he just he's not equipped for that sort of interaction. And then Jared just not being an asshole, he's not equipped you know for that. So it's like a show where all the G.I. Joes are off fighting their own battles. That they're, you know, they don't have the G.I. Joes there, Mm. you know, to team up with to complement each other's abilities. So they're the real American heroes is what you're saying. That's basically, where is my one foot tall, uh, you know, action figure of uh, Kamel Nanjiani? Don't you have access to a 3D printer? I mean, we can probably make that happen. And this does feel like the kind of time and show that would have, like, 3D scans of all of the actors. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah, I'll I'll Thingiverse that. I'll I'll search that on Thingiverse and we can figure this out. Good, definitely good. So does does that mean you can recommend the show or not, based on our limited understanding and the fact that it is an incredibly popular show? I mean, I didn't stop watching it because... I no longer had access to HBO. I stopped mm-hmm. watching it because like Veep was a little bit funnier to me and uh wasn't super depressing uh sure. at the time. Uh and so I think I think maybe maybe it just wasn't like I I like it and I like what they're talking about and the fact that they talk about VR and some game stuff makes me feel more connected to it. And I do sure. sort of like that, that double edge of tech. Like I, I, I don't really like Silicon Valley, like the actual, the actual place. Uh, I don't really like, you know, VC startups and all that sort of stuff. I, I think that they're kind of, uh, can be irresponsible a lot and they, they can, you know, kind of screw people over like an entire sure. city. Um, but, at the same time, that doesn't necessarily mean I want to watch that for 25 minutes, you know, 30 times every year. But this was a really fun scene. Like, I think both of these scenes were pretty funny. And mm-hmm. I, for- I keep forgetting that although the show's, like, sort of, like, themes and messages and stuff are kind of depressing to me, the actual actors and individual scenes and stuff are, are pretty funny. Like, they're, they're very, like, a lot of really impressive people uh, work mm-hmm. on this. Uh, Mike Judd, I, I freaking love, uh, King of the Hill kills me that I, that it's not streaming anywhere anymore. It seems 
Ugh. But yeah, how about how about yourself? Are you going to recommend this? John, but before I say anything, I think it just took you three minutes, and I don't know if you answered the question. Is that a yes or a no on the recommendation? Yes. Okay. okay. Three minutes to recommend it. Yep. Okay, good. Excellent. Uh, it's a it's a no for me just because I think it relies on a sort of awkward comedy, which is not really my thing. But if you like that sort of awkward comedy, I mean, it's probably a great show for you. See, this is like in that between stage where like uh, Tiny Couches to me was mm-hmm. uh, just too awkward. Like, like this is awkward. just like like yeah. like raw confessions, whereas this yeah. is a little bit more like, uh, you know, Leslie Nope suddenly realizing that somebody isn't as into like binders as she is, you know, that sort of thing. Like, I guess sex is a little bit more universal than binders, but I don't know. It, it just feels a little bit. It, funny how like these big problems are coming from smaller issues like they don't have to be together the phone doesn't necessarily probably have to be destroyed for him to like avoid taking this job or or you know or whatever it is the yeah. pictures or something he could have just deleted mm. them probably but yeah i think i think that's it so you're sticking with yes i'm sticking with no and the listener can decide yep okay well, then a big thanks to the mystery listener who recommended this minute. Um, anonymous. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully they're meant to be anonymous and just don't know how to use web forms. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can definitely review us pretty much anywhere. iTunes is probably the easiest place or wherever you download your podcasts. You can reach us at the minute podcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at MinutePod or on the way home from work. This episode was hosted by Paul Reberg and John Ward, produced by John Ward with theme music by Paul Reberg. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Holy crap, you made it to the end. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast.